Good morning, patrons, and welcome to another episode of A Universe of Stories. Today, we have the Director of Education for the Tennessee State Museum, who will be telling us all about working in a museum and what great things they had to share in, our, in the collection. Thank you so much for joining me this morning and taking time out of your schedule to talk with me. I really appreciate it. Well, it's uh, my pleasure. I'm very excited. I'm so glad uh, that you all are doing this podcast. It's uh, such a great thing to uh, to have for people to learn Tennessee history. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here and uh, looking forward to it. Fantastic. So I would first love to know how you came to work in the museum. Um, well, uh, I have to get it out of the way first. Uh, I am I'm I'm not a native of Tennessee. I'm one of these transplants. Uh, yeah. So, um, but I, I come up from Alabama, uh, which may not be um, putting me in any better graces with uh, with our audience. But um, I I did come up here uh, to to get my graduate degree in history. I, I received a graduate degree in education uh, from in uh, Alabama. And uh, came up here to Middle Tennessee State University, pursued my graduate degree uh, in public history and museum studies, and uh, fell in love with the history, fell in love with uh, the state, fell in love with this area, and fell in love with a local Tennessean, uh, and married my wife. And, you know, I say uh, 20 years later, I'm still here um, and doing Tennessee history. Um, so that's kind of the, the roundabout way of how I came to. Tennessee. The State Museum, uh, I, I joined here back in 2005 as a museum program coordinator and uh, have been, been kind of risen through the ranks uh, since then and made my way up to, um, uh, to where I am today as the Director of Education. Speaking of your title, Director of Education, it sounds like a very fun role for you to, to fill at the museum. What does your job consist of? You know, it's it's a blast. It really is a privilege to, you know, sometimes I just have to step back and say, wow, you uh, get to to play in education, you get to play in history, uh, and you get to you get to share all these fabulous stories from the earliest times up to to our present day, and that's really what I get to do as director of education, along with a, a fabulous team of educators that that we have here. We've been blessed to ha uh, build over the years just a, a, an all star cast of great great educators. And what we do is we use the collection uh, of, t of the state of Tennessee, which is about 150,000 objects, and each one of those objects is a piece of the puzzle to um, to so many of these stories, to the fabric of Tennessee history. And so we get to share these objects and, and tell the stories through the objects. Uh, so it really is a privilege. And um, each one of the each one of the artifacts has their own little 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 quirky things that that kind of bring bring the the history out. So um, we do that through um, curriculum. We build curriculum for schools. We we give tours of the museum. We do family days. Uh, we do bus trips for uh, adult audiences. Uh, so it's just a, a wide, just plethora of different types of things that we do. If you can think of something you, you would, uh, you know, uh, that would uh, be worth educating, then we will uh, we'll do it if it's if it b belongs in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> So in your answer, you started talking about the collection of things that you have at the museum. So what cool things do you have on display right now? 
You know, with the new museum, we were able to get a lot of um, a lot of these objects that had never been on display. Uh, some of them have been on display at the old museum for a, a long time, but some of these objects are, are, are brand new. Well, some of the things I'm kind of excited about is uh, I'll, I'll go really early and then I'll go kind of um, 20th century. Uh, we have this uh, woven slipper. It's it's plant fibers, uh, but it is about 550 years old. Oh wow! And um, it, it dates back to the Mississippian era uh, when the mound builders, as you know, most people are um, uh, commonly call calling the the Mississippian um, people, lived here in Tennessee. And uh, you, we think about them. Having maybe moccasins and things, but this is a this is a fiber, um, plant fiber, and as as we all know, plant plant material does not last very long uh, in this humid, wet, hot uh, southern region here. Uh, but this has somehow been preserved in a cave, and uh, it's one of a kind. It's really really old, um, and uh, even even archaeologists marvel at this piece. And that's that's never been seen before. Uh, to the public, so it's only been on display for about six months, and so I really am excited about showing that. Mm. The other thing, uh, and we'll go all the way fast forward into the 20th century, is uh, the Ernest Tubb Record Shop sign. Uh, it's the first sign from the Ernest Tubb Record Shop. Of course, most people know that today is a is a landmark down on Lower Broadway, the first kind of. Um, record store where they played live music out of on Lower Broad uh, uh, with the Midnight Jamboree that Ernest Tubb uh, used to kind of promote his, his record shop. And we have the very first neon sign from that from that shop, and it's been just wonderfully restored and has all the neon um, brightly shining through it, and it's just sort of a beacon that kind of um, that kind of you know, really inspires people right before they go into our final gallery, which is uh, Tennessee Transform. So um, those are two new artifacts that I'm, I'm really excited. There's many, many more that, that that are out there for people to see. So do you have anything in the collection that is of particular importance to you or something that maybe it might be your favorite item? Oh, gosh. You know, it's like, um, you know, which one's your favorite kid? Uh <laughs> Um, Don't answer that question. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, you know, they're all. Uh, I go through, and there's there's some that I gravitate to. I, I've I've led tours of the museum for, gosh, um, fourteen, fifteen, um, well, but fourteen years, almost fifteen years, and I have always loved showing people um, Andrew Jackson's top hat. Uh, I think it is. Uh, one of the top ten pieces in the collection. For me, it's very, very powerful just because of um, uh, the, the person of Andrew Jackson and, and who, he, who he was and, and kind of um, – the the, the 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 different stories that that are can can come from Andrew Jackson's presidency the the the, the tough stories of the Indian Removal Act and um, you know the Battle of New Orleans the the thing that he was um, uh, widely acclaimed for um, but this top hat is the one that he he was not he, he wore at his inauguration in March of 1829 and it's a it's a really um, uh, very well 
preserved hat. It's a gray beaver skin top hat, and and along its the the kind of the stove pot top part of it is wrapped a black um, uh, band uh, tightly around that gray hat, uh, and that that black band is meant. Is, is placed there uh, to symbolize that he is in, in, in mourning. And uh, that mourning, as many people know, is, is, is over the mourning of the loss of his wife, Rachel, who he loved dearly. Uh, she died in, uh, a few months prior in December of 1828. So uh, it's sort of this weird um, kind of thing that I, I like to share with people that Jackson was really at the epitome of his career. I mean, he's been elected the president of the United States, uh, the first Westerner, as they were called at the time, not not necessarily Southerner. He was the first man not from Massachusetts or Virginia to be elected president, and, um, and, and here he is at the top of his career, but also at the lowest point of his personal life when he was um, uh, mourning the, the, the loss of his wife. Um, and, and incidentally, he, he sort of blamed his political enemies for, for uh, uh, dragging her name through the mud during the election of 1828. So, um, you know, it, it speaks a lot about how he, he chose to run his presidency um, after that uh, election. So there's just that's just an example of how an artifact, an object can – there's so many layers to a story that you can build and, and unwrap. And sort of unpeel off of um, off of just an object. So that's kind of a fun one that I like to share with people. Oh, cool. Now, recently, the Tennessee State Museum got a brand new building, and we here at Tennessee State Library and Archives are really excited to watch you all get settled in. What are some of the best new features of your new space? Well, I think it does a great job. It is a modern museum. When you come here, you will see that it is... It is state of the art. Uh, we had some of the best designers in the nation, and really in, in uh, internationally known museum designers, as well as uh, internationally known uh, museum firms that build museums. Uh, so, when you come, you'll notice that it's it's just beautifully done. The objects are sometimes in the in the cases they look like they're floating in air. You don't see anything that kind of supports them. Um, so I'm an object guy. I love the art. I love the artifacts, but there's also great interactives. You know, you have to have kind of the 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 bells and whistles uh, that the modern age can give you. So we have lots of touch screens and things that really can bring out those stories more. Um, you're not confined to just a, la a a label copy anymore. You can have a digital interactive that really really comes to life and maybe has some video content, some areas where visitors can provide their own feedback. You know, that's a big thing in museums now is we want the visitor to to share uh, their thoughts. Uh, it's not just about a museum curator telling you what the history is. We want this to be a collaborative museum where conversations are started about these historical topics, some of which are, are tough and some of which um, we're still grappling with today. Uh, so that's what I kind of like about it. It's, it's, it's beautifully done. It's well designed. Uh, and I think probably the most, the, the biggest thing that I, I'm, uh, I'm 
we're excited about is that all the diverse stories that it tells. When you walk into the museum, you're going to see faces and people that are reflected of all Tennesseans. You'll see African-American um, stories and voices. You'll see women's voices. And not just rich white women, but, but common women, uh, African-American women. You'll see Native Americans uh, present uh, in this story and get their perspective. Uh, we used a lot of the the uh, we used all the native tribes that that uh, that once um, claimed a, a home here in Tennessee. Uh, we consulted with them very closely on on the label copy as well as the curatorial packages. So there's just a diverse story, great interactives. Uh, it's just a great modern museum where uh, Tennessee is is really blessed to have. Um, to have the, the 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 commitment that is placed on its on its history and and it goes a long way to um, to, to 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 say how uh, much we appreciate our leadership, the governor of Tennessee, um, that that helped to get this done, as well as the the general assembly that uh, that that helped to fund this museum, and all of those private fundraisers who helped us. Uh, it's really a gift to Tennessee. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with you. Now, I have a little bit of experience moving a library, but I have no thoughts whatsoever about moving a museum. <laughs> How complicated was the process? Oh, my gosh. Well, um, I'll, we broke ground here um, in April of 2016, I believe. Uh, and we opened our doors in October of 2018. So that's a little over, uh, a little over two years, and that is a lightning fast project to, to get to move an entire museum, to build a museum and then move it uh, at the at the same time. So um, it was a monumental effort. It took several contractor firms, architects, uh, construction companies, conservation firms, um, you name museum firms, you name it, and, and then of course our own team. Uh, that we that we really um, tried to had to build the curatorial packages and just really uh, make sure that we got the intellectual content right. So it was it was a monumental effort, and um, you know there were so many teams that were working, but but again with the, the we, we did have strong leadership at the top. With our, uh, you know, midway through the process, uh, we added um, getting our executive director. We hired a new executive director, uh, Miss Ashley Howell, who came on and really was that person to get us across the finish line to sort of reorganize, um, kind of think, you know, how we would uh, build our team and uh, get us all moving in the right direction. And it was uh, it was it was a crazy wild process, but you know, it was a great opportunity to be a part of that team. Absolutely. It sounds like it. So how do you make sure that you move your collections and fragile pieces safely? Well, that was probably the most fascinating part um, because you do not want me anywhere near trying to clean or conserve artifacts. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was able to watch watch that happen uh, as well as the rest of the staff here we contracted well, contracted with the firm uh, Bynan Art Services out of North Carolina Mark Bynan being the 
the chief conservator, and he and his team just did a, a, a fabulous job of really every object, as I said, or as sort of I alluded to earlier, every object that you see here at the museum has to be or had to have been uh, cleaned and examined and made sure that it was uh, strong enough to be on display. Uh, and as you might imagine, some of these are really fragile pieces. So their team had to painstakingly clean each uh, object before it left the museum for the old museum for the new museum. So, you know, and, and different objects, wood requires different types of cleaning, metal requires another um, strategy for cleaning. So they had to be. Uh, very knowledgeable about all these ways of cleaning these objects. And so through that two-year process, that's what they were doing. They were just making sure every object was worthy and capable of being displayed here at the new museum. And, uh, boy, when you come here and see some of these objects, it's amazing. Some of them had been on display for 30 years and had never really been cleaned or conserved. Oh, wow. uh, and uh, so it was just a beautiful thing to see some of these objects uh, a sword that would just now shine so brightly and you could see the different details that the artist drew onto them so um and that was kind of some of the um, amazing things we saw through the conservation process was there anything in in particular of the collection that you were worried about moving <laughs> uh yes yes they the first, the, well, the, the, the biggest thing that comes to mind, literally the biggest thing, uh, was our dugout canoe. And if you've ever moved a house, you know you have, you're like, okay, we've got this giant refrigerator. How in the world, did number one, did we get it into this house? And number two, it's never fitting back through that doorway. <laughs> um, that's kind of how we we felt about this canoe or uh you know the, the the conservators early on looked at this canoe. It's about thirty feet long, and we did we did radiocarbon dating on it, and it's it's made of wood, of course, um, but it dates back to 1750. And not to mention that there's only about you know six or seven of these in the southeast, and there's this is one of only two in the state of Tennessee that still exists. A little so, bit of pressure. <laughs> a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure, and it's uh, you know it's very very old, so it's not necessarily um, very stable either. Mm. And the door to where we had to get it out, there's a lot of angles to it, and so will will it make the angles? They spent so much time packing this. Well, first of all, cleaning it, vacuuming, you know, just years of dust and grime that that happens. Then packing it, then building a giant crate around it. And then wheeling it out of the old museum, and the day we did this, it was everyone was on pins and needles all day <laughs> uh, because we didn't know how it would go. Uh, loaded it onto a flatbed truck and took it down to the museum, the new site. Well, when we get down there, it, it, through very you know angles and moving carefully, moving, we we got it out of the old museum and got it down to the new museum. Uh, waiting at the new museum were two cranes that would pick this giant canoe up because you couldn't take it to the front door or the back door because the loading dock wasn't big enough. It wasn't 30 feet 
long anyway. Oh, wow. So we had to literally crane this thing with two cranes. Uh, this thing is hovering above the ground, <laughs> climbing up to th- about 30 feet now to get it through the second level doorway. And we took pictures, we did video, not to mention the clouds started rolling in about that time. And uh, we were trying to beat the rain that was that was about to come in at the time, too. So uh, we finally managed to carefully get it into the new museum, wielded um, into its its place here. But that was that was by far the the toughest artifact to move. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot riding on that. A lot riding, a lot of eyes watching, and, uh, yeah, we weren't sure how it would go. I mean, if if one thing went wrong, there goes one of the only two canoes in the state of Tennessee, you know? Who do you blame? (laughs) Exactly. We did not want to be a news story that night on the news. (laughs) Someone bungles canoe trip. That's right. But but, uh, we had a great team of people that were were working hard to make sure that that didn't happen, and, and, uh, and thankfully... Um, we got it done. I think we can all be thankful that it was safely transported so a new generation can enjoy viewing that canoe. So Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so what would be something that you think people would never know about the museum life or the museum world itself? Oh, wow. Um, well, the museum world is a very tight-knit community. Um, we are... Um, you know, we're we're very passionate about what we do, uh, about teaching people and and, and um, sharing with people history, their history. You know, we try to connect people to 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 their history, uh, and so it's 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 a very inspiring job. You always. There's always something new around the corner to learn. If it's a, if it's if you're a person who loves to to learn new things, to uh, get into different stuff, it's a great field to be in. Um, it is a job, like any other. You have you have your deadlines, you have your meetings, you have your emails to to respond to. But at the core, it's a, it's you know when you see a, a, ch- a child's face on a tour light up or they they ask a question that that you know maybe you weren't expecting but is a fabulous question and uh or you get a, something from a teacher that says hey you made you made our 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 field trip so worthwhile those are the things it's just such a rewarding career so it's a it's a great field to to be in um but it's it's also fast paced it's 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 um you know you have to kind of um come to work and be ready to work and uh, but uh, it's it's you know it's it's a privilege to to get to to work and uh and share p- people's history and, and just be a, p- a part of the conversation and moving that ball forward um uh in in our culture so uh, it's it's a great it's a great field it sounds like a wonderful field. Now, please remind us, how much is the price of admission to the Tennessee State Museum? 
Uh, well, the the price of admission, you'll really need to check your pockets and your wallet when you come down because it's completely free. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need anything in your pockets. Come on in, and uh, we've always been a free institution. We're very proud of that. Our our director Ashley Howell is very very much um, uh, very much adamant that we will be that free accessible museum to anyone, uh, no matter who you are. You're a Tennessean. You are from out of state. Please come and enjoy this museum, uh, and uh, it's your museum. This is uh, come as you are, um, because we all own this museum. Where if you're a taxpayer of Tennessee, and most people are, because uh, if you've bought anything in the state, you're you're paying those sales taxes. <laughs> so um, you're you're part owner of this place. So if you're not if you're not here, if you're not engaged, if you're not um, coming and enjoying the programs we do um you know you're missing out and uh and uh you know it's it's free so come on down absolutely and please remind us as well the new location for the tennessee state museum the new location is at 1000 rosa l parks boulevard in uh, downtown nashville now don't be afraid we're not down amongst all the honky tonks down on lower broad um but we're uh just north of the Capitol building, where the farmer's market is, and um, uh, principally the, the, the Bicentennial Mall State Park. And we're very excited about our new uh, neighbors that will be joining us here on the Bicentennial Mall State Park in uh, just a few short months, hopefully. So uh, the <laughs> State crossed. Library and Archives, we can't wait to have you guys here. And boy, it's just going to be such a great resource for Tennessee history. Absolutely. I, I should also mention, though, that you know, if you're if you're from out of uh, if you're from maybe a long way away, Knoxville, Memphis, Bristol, somewhere like that, uh, and you can't easily get here, you can still enjoy so much of the museum through our online resources. Please go to our website at www.tnmuseum.org. And there we have blogs, we have all kinds of resources that we have um, online. All of our education materials are there that you can see. And this is a very important note. We will be um, getting some of our collection online, uh, hopefully beginning this summer. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, so we'll be—you'll be able to search um, pieces of our collection. You know, that Jackson's top hat or that wonderful um, Native American slipper or the Ernest Tubb sign. You can learn more about it by clicking and going online and uh, finding it there at tnmuseum.org. That sounds fantastic. Okay, we have to wrap up, but as a librarian, you know I must ask you before we go, do you have a favorite book? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might ask that. Yes. Um, you know, I am a, I'm a whatever I'm reading now is kind of my favorite book <laughs> kind of guy. No uh, allegiance whatsoever. <laughs> right, right. I just, I, I, right now I'm really into sort of adventure books. Um and I just finished a great one. Uh, it's sort of the adventure book of adventure books, but it's Endurance by Shack. Um, Endurance. It's about Ernest Shackleton's uh, incredible, incredible voyage down in the Antarctica. It's uh, uh, by Alfred uh, Lansing. And uh, it, you know, I have to. I do Tennessee history for my living, so I kind of step out of that a little bit and right. branch out and, <laughs> and go in a different direction of history. I'm still staying in the history world, but yeah, that's a great adventure book and uh, uh, just a wonderful story of leadership and um, in which he 
managed to um, get all of his men out of a very desperate situation in uh, in Antarctica in the early 1900s. So, yeah, that's the one I'm enjoying right now. Uh, we'll see what comes next. Right, absolutely. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Mr. Sellers, for speaking with us today. I can't wait to go back to the Tennessee State Museum and learn about all of the really cool things that you've mentioned today. And for our eager visitors, please remember that the brand new Tennessee State Museum is at 1000 Rosa L. Parks Boulevard. Thank you so much for talking with us. We absolutely appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, and uh, have a great day. You as well. Goodbye. Bye-bye.